0: Hey guys, this is Bruce of Convo Courses, and I want to tell you guys that um before I get started, let me let you know that uh I have a course on Convocourses.com where I talk about how to get into cybersecurity, how to market yourself. One of my best courses, to be honest with you, and then how to do risk management framework, nist risk management framework. Um There's some courses out there about risk management framework, I'd say, um, but I don't think that their prices are as competitive as mine. Plus, I've got a ton of free stuff on there, too. And if you join our community, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you're going to get is is extremely valuable. So you can actually just go to combo courses, sign up for free and join our community, be a part of the discussion. In the link in the description below, you'll see uh, some more ways to access our community. It's really been growing. It's we're growing on TikTok, we're growing on Discord and we're trying to grow something on Facebook, but I don't I don't normally go on Facebook. What I wanted to talk to you today about something that really is important to cybersecurity that no one really talks about. People talk about hacking. They talk about coding, you know. They talk about cybersecurity in general, but they don't really talk about the emotional maturity needed to do this job, the emotional intelligence that's needed to do this job and to do this work. And the reason why I bring this up is because as a cybersecurity person, a lot of times you're in the middle of a lot of different projects. You're in the middle of, you have to talk to CEOs, you have to talk to C-level execs, upper level managers, users, and you have to Talk to technical people. So you have to shift gears a lot. You have to also talk to your peers. And you're talking different languages for each one of these people. And there's a a different emotional bank, if you will. A different emotional level you have to come with at each point. Because a lot of times people are panicking. Um, People are not panicking when they should. Because they don't know what's going on. (laughs) So you're having to deal with a lot of different emotions and a lot of different attitudes. Let me just define for you what is emotional intelligence? What, what does that mean? Let me, let me enlighten you here. So emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflicts. This right here describes what you need to be have as a cybersecurity person, and um, let me just put this in context. So I've been doing this. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this since the year 2000, over 20 years now, and and I can actually go back further than that if I include my physical security time, over 20 years, right? And I've met some smart people. I've met. I met. I remember one of the smartest human beings i ever met was in cyber it sec- was in physical security we were cop like i was a cop in the air force and uh air forces cops are considered like the dumbest among all just if you didn't know that like they talk crap about the the security forces um in the air force like that we were grunts like all we knew how to do is shoot guns and you know, usually the muscle heads or whatever, right? Or whatever you like. At, when I was in, we trained with the army, with the marines, and the marines talk crap about us because we weren't strong as them, supposedly. And then the rest of the air force knew that we have the low. We you only need the lowest ASVAB scores to get in. ASVAB is that test you take to get in, which is not an IQ test, by the way. Anyway, that being said, they were the some of the smartest human beings I ever met. were in the was were in the army. They talk crap about the army, the marines. And when security forces, the the, the uh, area of that I did. And there was this, this lady, this girl. I mean, she's 19. I was 20, 21. And there's this girl on our flight. And this was probably, this is the first time I ever seen somebody with a photographic eidetic memory. That means she could remember three years ago what the weather was like and what whether it was a Tuesday or Thursday on March 13th 2001 right she remembers what the weather was like what day of the week it was was a tuesday uh the the i was in philadelphia at the time and my uncle took me to to have snacks and like she would remember stuff like that and then what blew my mind is that i was a reader i would go out we'd go out to these missile sites um i was in malmstrom air force base at the time and I'd just read because there was nothing else to do. So we'd be out there at the site for like, you know, three days or something like that. And I'd be reading. And and this young lady, she could just read like flipping the pages like a computer. And then she could remember the pages. She could remember everything was on that page. She was a genius. And then when we were taking this test, we had to take this physical security test that would allow us to have certain roles. And she didn't even have to, I think she skimmed through the material one time and then she got it immediately. Me, I had to study for weeks to memorize this stuff. My memory's just not, it's not as good as her. She was a freaking genius. Her memory was magnificent. I say all of this to say that she didn't have emotional intelligence, meaning she tried to sexually assault somebody on our flight more than once, <laughs> I mean, who does that, and she was also had a fiance, and uh I don't know what the, I, how do you <sighs> there's got to be something wrong if you're assaulting people who are on who are in your work environment. Something was seriously wrong uh and she did it more than once, and she called one person on flight and started saying all this nasty stuff for us is pretty serious. So I would say that that's a lack of emotional intelligence. And this is not my only run in with extremely smart people with a very high IQ or photographic memory who are not very smart, uh, emotionally intelligent. We're not very emotionally intelligent. So to do security, we have to have a level of maturity that allows us to communicate with different people have restraint. Even in physical security, you have to have a lot of restraint because sometimes if you're, if you are doing a traffic, a routine traffic stop, or if you are challenging somebody who crossed the line or went over a fence or something, you have to have restraint not to hurt this person. You have to have, you have to give just enough uh, force to detain the person, but not to hurt the person, even if they're talking crap to you the whole time. They're telling you how weak you are and how stupid you are and all this kind of stuff. You have to have emotional intelligence. You have to have the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress. And it's the same thing in cybersecurity. Because in cybersecurity, I'll tell you a little bit about a a recent run-in I had in cybersecurity. Kind of fast-forward many years later and I'm working with people who are way more talented than me way way more talented they just it was like they were born with a with a keyboard and a mouse in their hand they like they understand the internet way better than I do they understand IP uh configurations better than me they can get on a a router and start configuring stuff put stuff together brilliant people I remember at at one site we had I went to I got deployed to uh it's no longer it no longer exists today but it was called Prince Sultan Air Base and uh, I was a fairly new technical person I cross trained from physical security into from cyber from security forces to into um, co- at the time they call it communications Communi- I was a communication operator so I transferred there and there was this dude who was a he was brilliant he was so <laughs> this site had so many technical network issues that this was the only guy who could figure it out. It had routing issues. It had people that had done the routing. It had three or four different routing uh, protocols. It had uh, EIGRP. It had RIP. It had different protocols and they were all misconfigured. And it was so, the network was so complex and had different levels. It had like a classified network, a, a TS network and an unclassified network. And it, it was convoluted. Nobody knew what the hell to do. There's one guy who knew how to do it. And this guy was brilliant at, it was nothing to him because he'd been doing it for three years straight and he just was a natural at it. He could not explain it to anyone. He could not teach. And he was, he, <laughs> he could not function socially. The dude could barely speak to people. He could not interact with people in a, in a, he wasn't a very mature person, but he was brilliant. And I say all of this to say that in, in IT, it's, it's common for me to meet people who are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's less common for me to meet people with emotional intelligence. And I would say that cybersecurity requires some level of emotional intelligence to uh, to be good at what you do because you're talking to different people and you're having to be mature enough to control your emotions in a positive way. And so sometimes empathize with the with the customers. Empathize with the client. Empathize with the person who's upset because they're not gonna get their authority to operate because some security controls were not put in place. Empathize with the C-level or director who is upset because they just spent $100,000 on a product that's not working as intended. Empathize meaning feel what they feel and and speak to them on their level. That's what it requires to do cybersecurity. And I've I've met with this in physical security. You had to have emotional intelligence for that. You had I had to have it when I was an information system security officer, and I did that for many, many years. And always I had to have emotional intelligence. And then as a cybersecurity consultant, oh my lord. I in this one like recent my recent job I was I was a cybersecurity consultant in a private sector and I met so many people who had both who had, were extremely technical and very smart at what they did very deep in what they did and also had emotional intelligence so they could talk to clients who are irate about whatever right I mean whatever it is they're upset about something and I would have these masters come in who were not only brilliant at their work, like they knew firewalls, they knew the firewall rules, they knew they could talk you, talk about network, possible network issues. They could uh, come up with, go into Nmap and look into why uh, a certain protocol is showing up externally on the network, right? And then explain why that might be happening. And they had emotional intelligence, so they could talk the client and explain to them and and calm them down, kind of douse the flames on them, throw cold water on them and and make them chill out. Emotional intelligence is super important in in this field and it's not talked about. Not only do you, cybersecurity is a special kind of field because not only do you have to know and you have to understand, I would say, a lot of times you don't have to have a lot of hands-on knowledge but you have to really understand IT information technology I always say that you need to have some kind of experience to get in the job but once you're in the job if you just know if you just know off the top of your head some of this stuff that's enough getting in the door is a different is it is a different um, different animal because they're gonna look for you to have the experience to trust you to, to do the work anyway so Cybersecurity, you have to be kind of a jack of all trades because not only do you have to understand, fully understand basic information technology, but the vulnerabilities and the threats that could could take out and exploit those technologies. You have to understand them enough to know what could take out that technology. That means you have to know how it works and what would happen if somebody exploited a certain vulnerability on that particular security feature on that system. So you have to have a pretty good understanding of that technology so another thing you need to have is emotional intelligence you got to be able to speak to different people whether you're a consultant or an information system security officer or even physical security like it's emotional intelligence is super important and people don't talk about that i think that's it guys I'm gonna try to do these a little bit more often where I do lives and just explain. I mean, there's so many things that I would like to say that maybe this is the best format for me to do that. If you didn't know, we have a community here where I'm not the smartest guy in this community <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. I've talked to some really brilliant people who know everything from uh, scene technology to networking technology to firewalls uh every aspect of people follow me and talk about my expertise which is NIST 853, NIST 837 and security compliance. That's really my specialty, but there's tons of people within our organization within our within our group who know lots of uh different aspects of cybersecurity and information technology. So you should join our group and if you're wondering how to get to our group, look at the link in the description below for combocourses.com look for uh the the Facebook group that we're growing right now we got about 12 people in there a discord group which has about 50 people and uh, and actually on the site we've got like 3,000 people so we're growing and then we got on the on YouTube we got 10,000 people so we're growing slowly but surely you should join us and put your two cents in because this is really one of the only places that I've seen that we could talk in plain English except for maybe reddit where we can all just get together and talk about this stuff openly in a forum just like this. And I'm trying to set up something to where you could call in and talk to me and then you speak your piece on things like emotional intelligence and how important it is, because I would love to hear from you. Okay, I've got somebody watching here that said, uh, uh, you have to have a real mature EQ when you're talking to high level people uh, that think that they're right, but they're actually wrong. Exactly. you you uh you have to be able to explain to the pe- to them in a very in a very um delicate way why they're wrong <laughs> uh and you're not telling them that they're wrong you're telling them the right answer right that's that's how you approach that you don't tell them they're wrong you tell them the right answer and then it's up to them the decision makers, the C level execs, the directors, whatever, to make a decision based on the information you give them and, and you would put you'd give them that information in writing by the way emotional intelligence you're not going to tell them flat out they're wrong that's not the right way to approach it you tell them what's right you explain to them in a very political way what's right what's the correct answer um Maybe you point out some flaws in their argument, but you want to, it, as it says here, in emotional intelligence, what you're doing is you are empathizing with them. So you, you, you don't wanna attack them if they're upset. If you empathize with them, you're gonna understand why they're upset. They, they spend $100,000. They have a project that's due in a week. Of course you understand why they're upset. And uh, SVT4001 says, the best way that I've found to make them think it was their idea the whole time. Absolutely brilliant tactic. Works every time. Make them think it's their idea. If they say, if you say the answer to the to the the issue, and then they repeat it, and then you just say that's a good idea, that's a great idea, <laughs> and then you just run with it. That's it, and then you can get some stuff done. Brilliant. That's that's a great tactic. Somebody said, uh, I truly appreciate this topic. Man, it's the truth, right? Am I? Am, Listen, if you've been doing cybersecurity for some time, any kind of security for that matter, personnel security, where you're uh, screening people, where you are physical security. The thing is, some of the most brilliant people that I've met, brilliant as in EQ, emotional intelligence, have been in physical security, cops. Because cops, their security people are dealing with people at their worst. So... They see a whole spectrum of people. It's a really hard job. You know, I know that like there's a really bad climate for cop for for cops in the U.S., especially because of all the stuff that's going on has been going on for years, really. Um, and it's because the justice system, this is it's kind of off topic, but rather than punishing what's ha- when people make a mistake they're trying to cover their tracks. Kind of like that thing that's happening I think in Arizona where they were trying to stop the kids, the parents from going into the school. Was that was that in Arizona or Texas? I'm I'm tripping. I think it's Texas. They they stopped the parents from going into the school and there was a, an active shooter in there. And then rather than address the mistakes, they try to cover it up and protect the police officers and that that is what happens over and over again. And because of that Police officers have a bad rap, and it's un- it's unfortunate because that is a very important job. Uh, enforcing the law is a, ve- a super important job, but they're looking they're looking pretty bad right now because they keep trying to protect people who are making these mistakes. In the Air Force, we got punished for making mistakes like that. Your your ass was getting kicked out of the military if you made mistakes like that. You were gone. You might even you probably gonna go to jail. As a matter of fact, they put you in handcuffs immediately. Police officers, it was nothing for another police officer to handcuff another police officer because they messed up bad, right? They got caught sleeping on the job. They, uh, you know, the stuff they shouldn't be doing. Uh, and they they take their weapon away and they put them in handcuffs and then they get detained. And then we're going to deal with, we're going to throw the UCMJ, the Uniform, Uniform Code of Military Justice, at them. Or they were going to get an Article 15 or they're going to get a uh, big chicken dinner. Uh, kicked out the military. It, you know they it was we ate our own in in that uh field anyway and I, I don't know if that's good or bad but man I mean this should be some kind of punishment there has to be emotional intelligence in security whether it's personal security physical security or cyber security and it's just it's just super important to uh to have it and when you don't that's i think really i think that's when the whole organization suffers when you have a bunch of people who are doing security in any capacity and they don't have emotional intelligence because their job is super important they have to be able to address people who need to be reprimanded but do it in a very mature way um, that's not going to throw gasoline on a fire and a lot of times my job especially when I was doing consulting when I was an information security officer when I was in the role of a security control assessor man, you have to have emotional intelligence every time because I have to empathize with the people who I'm I'm challenging. I have to empathize with the people who, who have a conflict going on. I have to be able to relieve stress of my own because it's a stressful job, especially if you take it personally, which you don't wanna do, by the way. You don't wanna take it personally. The way I got to the point, dealing with stress, I got to a point where, Rather than taking any of the stuff personally, like when I get on a call with a client and they're just freaking out about something or on a C-level exec, they usually don't panic, but the manager's usually panic. <laughs> so they're panicking like, man, what, what's going on? What's, why isn't this done yet or whatever? Or they're, They're freaking out. And I used to take it really personal, but I started getting to a point later in my career where I just... It's like I'm, I'm a reporter. I'm reporting the news to you. You can be mad at me, the messenger, or you can be mad at the news, or we can handle it. We can we can try to figure it out together, you know. And and then another way that I approached it was I'm I'm a contractor. I'm do, I'm doing your drywall. You're upset because there's a hole in your drywall. Let's fix it. You can yell and scream all you want, but the hole's there. Like we can sit here and argue and, and fight and fuss or we can get something done. It's up to you. Right. I didn't, I didn't say those words, obviously, but that's in my head. I'm like, you know, how about how about we fix it? You know, what I mean, like, let's let's just fix this. Uh, that's how I would address it. I would let them get their feelings out and and, and I would empathize with them. I'm not going to try to attack them, you know, when I'm talking to peers and it's just us, I'm, I'm relieving, I'm like, man, this guy is, oh my Lord, what is this guy? I mean, how are we gonna get through this, you know? But when I'm on the call with them, I'm like, okay, let's let's figure out what we can do. Okay, here's the, here's the issue, when can we get this done, right? And if it's on me, I'm like, we're gonna get this done as soon as possible. As soon as I get off this call, I'm gonna start working on it. I'm gonna go talk to my manager. I'm gonna tell him your grievances. I'm gonna uh, bring in my peers, and we're gonna work on this. And I will keep you in the loop on what's going on. That's how I would address it, right? If I'm late on something, that's what I would say. And I'm not lying in the That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm telling them, hey, as soon as sooner I get off this call, the sooner we can work on this project and get something done. Whether it's right uh, risk response, Um, and give them a template for a risk response or send them an email that they need or whatever the case may be. I'm trying to get off the call so we can get this done. I get as much information as I can so I can give them the correct information and then I keep them in the loop. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm trying to be as proactive as possible, but you know, sometimes things being what they are, the process doesn't work fast enough for the client or for the customer, whoever, and they're upset about something Emotional intelligence is what is needed to calm yourself down, to have the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way that l- relieves stress and communicate in an effective way. It's a perfect explanation of what emotional intelligence is, and it's absolutely necessary for cybersecurity in any capacity. I guess if you're all you're doing is coding and you're doing security that way, you're, you're implementing security in code, and you're not really talking to anyone. Then maybe you don't really need it as much. Or if you're on a firewall, you're a firewall administrator, and you're not really talking to a lot of people. And I notice like people who who exclusively just do a product, like an IP um, a, a IPS and an intrusion pre- prevention system, or an IDS and intrusion detection system, or a seam, and that's all they do is engineer that that part. They behave a little bit like the network engineers. Or the system in, administrators, because they don't have to talk to anybody. They're just in a the closet working on some stuff all day long, right? And that's their whole job. But, <laughs> but if you are in a capacity where you are doing consulting, you're a specialist. You're you're the SME. You're the subject matter expert on anything related to security, and people are coming to you. And you're having to talk to C-level execs. You're having to talk to managers. You're having to talk to technical people. The the customer on the end you've got to switch gears all the time and you've got to be able to speak to them where they're at you got to speak their language in order to get the information across because that's the main thing is get the information across in a way that they can understand it to the technical people you're approaching it very with a lot of data You're, you're in the weeds with them that means that you might have to go and study up on some brush your knowledge off on the network configurations and How sub mask subnet masking works, and maybe you've got to talk to them about some routing protocols or something, and and so that way you can explain that particular security control to them, right? And I've had to go to Google and figure that. I mean, I'm I'm not doing routing protocols every day, so I don't know. I forgot what E G I R P means. I don't even know if that's the right acronym for it, right? So I know it's routing routing protocol, but and we got to put the security control on this routing. Protocol. I've got to go to the internet and figure it out. I got to take a few minutes of my time to figure out how I'm going to articulate to them, to them what this, how this control, this SC control, whatever it is, is affecting this particular device. I've got to do the research. Or a vulnerability got found. A vulnerability management team just came out with a vulnerability, and is saying there's a critical finding on the ios of cisco i'm like okay here okay what is it what is this thing so i've got to go to my resource google and then type in okay what is this vulnerability and then luckily there's tons of unless it's a zero day exploit that's a whole different animal but normally especially if it's a legacy vulnerability you go on there you go to google read through what is going on and sometimes i have to read several different sources to number one confirm that that's what's going on for our system for this particular version of the ios it's very specific when you're talking to technical people so you got to be very specific you got to know the version you got to know if this particular vulnerability affects this particular version of this particular ios that's how deep you got to go with the technical guys and then you've got to get straight to the point with the technical stuff so that you can explain why we need this control, right? But with the managers, it's a whole different thing. It's a little bit more emotional because they're engaged with the mission or the business essential functions. And they wanna know that we have the resources to do it and time frame is important for them. When can we get this done? What resources do we need to get it done? They're not doing the work, they're not in the weeds. So you don't have to go and break down all the technical aspects of this thing. They're more like, okay, when can we get this done? Have you talked to the technical guys yet? Who, who's gonna do this? Who's our point of contact to get this done? Have you talked to them? Keep me in the loop on the email. I need to know what's going on, when timeframes. For them, it's a plan of action and a, and milestones of, when, of getting it done. When are we gonna get it done? And for the C-level execs, it's pretty brief, actually. It's more stressful, but it's more brief because you gotta be to the point, you don't wanna be in the weeds, but you gotta be ready to go in the weeds if they ask you. So for C-level execs, normally, I'll, if I don't know the technical answer and I can't articulate it, I can't explain it, I'll have a technical person waiting there as my ammunition like if he asked that question or she asked that question boom we're ready to go there's the answer right here maybe i'll give them a synopsis and if it's not enough i'll i'll ask my my subject matter expert on firewalls or networking to go ahead and explain it to the c-level execs it's a lot more preparation with c-level execs and directors and stuff a lot more preparation because you've got to give them any information that they need to make a decision quickly is actually an executive summary. It's typically easy if you're very prepared. It's actually the easiest, but most stressful. Uh, but if you if you're prepared, it's pretty fast. It's like because they don't want to be in that meeting because they've got a ton. They got real stuff to worry about that's affecting all the whole business and you know millions, of hundreds of thousands of dollars affecting the bottom line of the company as a whole. So um, emotionally, emotional intelligence is 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 important at every aspect of cybersecurity. If you are a subject matter expert. Now, if all you're doing is firewall and you're in a closet somewhere, probably not, right? You can probably just get away with just not talking to anyone. So you're probably not talking to humans. You're in a dark closet doing your work. So you don't have to talk to anyone. But if you're a consultant, if you're an information system security officer, if you're a compliance person, means the same thing. If you're doing compliance for an organization. Uh, if you're a program manager, that's another one. Not super technical, but man, you got to have some emotional intelligence as a program manager. Am I wrong? For my program managers out there, am I wrong? You guys have to have a lot of emotional intelligence because you're dealing with a lot of different people, just like the information system security officers are. Um, I think that's it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, um, I pre- and make sure you join our group so we can have discussions like this. I'm trying to work on something where you guys can join me and talk. We can talk back and forth and I can hear your voice, but all of that's gonna be in Discord. So join me on Discord. The link in the description below. And also you can join me us on Facebook. We're building our community there. And also join me on the the website combocourses.com. We got three.